There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Welcome to this podcast number 789. Katie... Let's go to the Nerdist Community Corkboard. I know there's one that uh, I was also going to share, but you uh, you asked if you could share it, so we are both sharing it together. Yes. And it's for our friend Dan Telfer. Yes, he was recently diagnosed with cancer. DT. And so, if you know, he has a family, he's got a wife, he's got a couple kids. And he lives in Pasadena. It's tough. It's tough. So he, uh, someone set up a YouCaring site for him. Yeah, his brother set up the Yeah, so if you site. go to YouCaring.com and search Dan Telfer, that's T-E-L-F-E-R. We created a sh- oh, we created a URL oh, for good. it. Oh, good. I didn't find it. We that. created okay. a what URL it? for it because I know that the yeah. those crowdfunding sites can have really long. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, DanRulesCancerDrools.com. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, so Dan, uh, the <laughs> prognosis is good. Uh, Dan's a great guy. He works on At Midnight. He will continue to work on At Midnight. You know, uh, and he's so funny. Follow him on Twitter. He does. He, he's, he, he's one of the people that runs our uh, social media, and uh, and he was also on the last stand-up cluster. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Dan. I know his target funding was fifteen thousand, and they they did raise past that. But you know, he's obviously he doesn't know exactly what this process is exactly going to be. So anything beyond that is also very helpful. So please. Go support Dan. He's a good guy, and he's got a sweet family, and and you should help him out. Yep. Anything else? If we raise, if we go over, right? Let's say we go over this fifteen thousand. Great. And then, right? Let's say he gets his treatment. Everything works out. Hopefully, he can use the extra to move out of Pasadena. (laughs) (laughs) It is far away. Go, but if you're you're raising a family, Pasadena is a nice town. Sure is. Burbank's also. It's kind of funny you mentioned Pasadena because the other uh, thing on the court court has to do with Pasadena. It's the Artemis (laughs) Film Festival. Artemis, yeah, Artemis Film Festival in Pasadena, uh, April twenty second through the twenty fourth. Are they just screening the Wild Wild West? (laughs) No, that's Artemis is a character. Wiki Wiki Wah. Yep. No, but it's at the Lemley uh, Playhouse 7 Theater. It sounds like it's going to be really cool, and you can find more info at ArtemisFilmFestival.com. By the way, did you ever watch the original Wild Wild West, the yes, TV version? Great. I bet I knew you would yeah. love that show. It's a great show. It's 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 a it's like James Bond, Old West James Bond. Ja- Old West James Bond. Yeah, it's great. And had an amazing opening title sequence. Yeah. Yeah, now I feel like I want to go back and watch Wild Wild West oh, that's again. Great. If uh, we could just maybe get the rights to that and make an actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> they tried. They sure did. They really tried. Their hearts were in the right place. Go back and remake that, Hollywood. Angela Bassett, who was rad. She was, uh, th- she'd been doing junkets all day, and she still came in so energetic and so wonderful. And uh, she's promoting London Has Fallen. It's in theaters Friday, March 4th. And if we can get this hashtag trending, Bassett, what was it? Bassett on was it Bassett Trek twenty sixteen? Yeah, oh, Bassett Trek twenty sixteen. Yeah, Bassett to get to make her a uh, captain. a captain. We want I want her on 
This That's on true. the new Star Wars and the Star new, on the new Star Trek series. You. I was I was a slip new Star Trek series also hired uh, uh, Nicholas Meyer as a writer. When are you going to hire Matt Myra on the new Star Trek series? But I mean, Star Trek. come on, Nicholas Myers. He did. Everyone remembers Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. He wrote and directed. He also wrote and directed Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country. Two of the greatest Katie entries the into the Star Trek universe. <laughs> He's not going to stop. Nicholas Myers did, and uh, I'm very excited. So rolled. I feel like if Matt Myra could also be there, uh, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. We'd have Myers. And Myers. Now entering Nerdist.com. Katie's dog's the unofficial mascot. Mm-hmm. She lies there. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. We should get some pet paint and put the Nerdist oh, logo on her. I saw that on uh, Shark Tank. So fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you see on Shark Tank? A uh, pet paint. Someone was in there pitching uh, biodegradable paint for your pet so you could <gasps> paint them up for like holidays. Is that recent? It's. I would say it's probably a season fiver. Watch Shark Tank. I missed that. I feel like Damon. <laughs> I I Would that. you paint your pet? Did, did it was anyone? either it was either it was either Damon that invested or it was um, more than a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, God, who invested in that? It was. Pet it became paint. a thing. Yes. Yes, it did. Got a deal, huh? Yeah, they got a deal. Did. Oh, I thought someone painted you. And it's on. Uh, it's on the shelves at Petco. And then you got to wash the dog, too, oh, right? God, I can't even think. I can't. Oh, okay. I did little red, white, and blue stars on my dog. Okay. <laughs> Barbara. I think it was Barbara. So it's sort of like this Barbara whole thing of like colorful hair, like blue hair. Yeah, I guess it just gives you the opportunity to decorate your dog. And they can't do anything about it because uh, <laughs> they're your dog. Hey, right. <laughs> and, and they don't have style. Yeah, exactly. Right? You can do whatever you, you can do whatever, mm-hmm. you can do whatever sort of non-invasive. Aww. <laughs> Katie, will you please... Get pet paint and put yeah. paint the nerds logo on the back yeah. of you Scout one of these days. Okay, good. You, you totally got time. You got time. You and like, then you whoever, like depending on artistic abilities, but <laughs> <laughs> do you have time to watch television ever? Oh, you know, after a long day, I got to go home and decompress. Just <laughs> veg out on the couch and <laughs> right. Shark Tank's perfect for that. Yeah, with DVR, you can not miss anything. Damn it. <laughs> do you need to? Do you do you have to watch? Because I find. Working in comedy, I don't watch a lot of comedy when I go home. When you're working on dramatic stuff, can you not go home and watch like intense drama stuff, or do you need to watch some some reality stupid <laughs> non-committal dumb stuff? Dumb, right? Where you don't need your brain. That if my husband walks through, I'm like trying to like get out of it real quick. <laughs> no, this documentary on the Civil War is very interesting. <laughs> she gets it. She knows. That's why I sit and just watch Chopped. Like it's like yeah, sure, I'll watch. You're a dramatic actor bunch though. Of dummies. She does an incredible That's amount of fair. focus all day. Yeah, that's you know fair. I try. Yeah, you got to be. It in takes the mood, focus to yeah. write dick jokes, Chris. I guess that's <laughs> I know. <laughs> have you been doing press all day? I have. You look f- amazing. Do I? Okay. I mean, you look <laughs> absolutely amazing. Thank you. And I got it, a jello it, brain, but it is, yeah. you do get jello brain by the end of the day. <laughs> where do you? Where, what part of your brain do you have to start accessing when it starts to turn? Because this is going to be this is going to be a very 
easy, laid back conversation. Oh, I appreciate that. We're not so uh, <laughs> we're not trying to we're not trying to railroad you with any uh, hard hitting questions. <laughs> we're not trying to make you f- feel. I, I want you to leave here feeling better than when you got here. All right, is that possible? I I. Looking around, let's see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no, you know, you got, yeah. you got you got a couple bearded guys in hoodies, <laughs> and then a jean jacket lady, and I'm in a sweatshirt and a dog, and a like dog this is... who's like they want to paint me. I'm looking <laughs> east. I'm looking east. Uh, this orange collar is not enough for them. Donna James. Come to a clubhouse today. Okay. There's no, there's no junket stuff. It's all over. Are you done after this? Is this it? You get to I got more tomorrow, and oh, yeah. even more next week. Yeah, I always wondered. It's like yeah. You know, Have you done the junket, the... junket, or is that today? No, not yet. That's, oh gosh. It just Today was the first day. Buckle up. So it started. It starts today. It Did you me until May first or oh, something oh, like oh that? <laughs> like oh, I got God. stuff to do. I got kids. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You know what you should do is you should just have your kids do all the ju- interview you for all the junkets because mm-hmm. then from you, your house yeah exactly then you'd never have to leave your house you'd be spending time with your kids you'd have complete control over whatever the interviews are and then <laughs> you would never have to go anywhere I would like after that. that I would like that mom was, why did London fall I was like wake up oh, oh. <laughs> I'm being the kids <laughs> I, I always kind of wonder if when you did you go to Yale mm-hmm. drama mm-hmm. and undergrad? Oh wow! I did not have enough. Yeah. <laughs> so did you? Was it you did Yale drama undergrad and then you did the master's program? No. Would you say, say you did that Yale again? drama undergrad and you did oh, the oh, master's oh, yeah. program? Yale undergrad as drama. It, the program was only two years in existence, so <laughs> it was like you know take all five of those drama classes and add it to an English major or a history major or uh, something you know oh they, they were just tassi- coming so you were a guinea it. pig yeah. to figure out how this program yeah, will work yeah by the skin of my <laughs> chin chin did I come out with a degree of any sort you know? I just kind of wonder like why they don't tra- I mean if they're training people to be actors they must assume well these people are going to work why don't they? Why are there not classes in like? Here's how you do a junket. Here's how you survive. <laughs> here's how you survive a panel talk show. Here's how you survive an interview with a hostile reporter. Oh, that is too far into the future. That would really be projecting. We've brought in Byron Allen s- today to ask survive. you questions against a backdrop. <laughs> Listen, it was a conservatory training. It was staged. You didn't even stage training. You know, so you didn't get training on. I remember I left New Haven and went to New York, and it was about television and commercials and, you know, so you didn't have training in that. Yeah. So I was, like, happy to get a soap opera, Search for Tomorrow. And you did I Search go, for Tomorrow? Yeah, oh Guiding Light, Search oh. for Tomorrow. And it was like, okay, they're paying me, but I'm going to school to learn how to act in front of a camera. And I remember my teacher said, don't wave the rubber chicken. Stop <laughs> indicating. <laughs> you know, theater, you got to hit the back of the wall. So everything's big, uh-huh. and you have to enunciate and project. And it's too much for the small screen. Yeah. It's too much. Especially on a soap opera, though, which... I imagine you're getting pages the day you're shooting, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. they're just like, here, stand over there. Be upset. 
Right, right. I mean, that's that had to be a complete. That had to be an equal amount of education in terms. It was. Of, it was. I'd come home. I sit in front of the television and with my little pen and paper, <laughs> <laughs> just like you. What are you writing over there? He's and I would, show. you know, like take notes. Oh, that was too much. Oh, that was a little much. Oh, I was <laughs> over the top. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. I, yeah. So it took time. You can always bring it back. I think. Yeah. You know, from stage, if you're a stage actor, you can always pull it back. It's when you have to, like, could you give a little bit more enthusiasm? Could you pump it up? So. Can you watch yourself? Like, when you shoot a movie or shoot a television show, can you watch it? I, absolutely. <laughs> I can. Good. Although I've met actors, you know, one of my co-stars in London has fallen. He said he doesn't watch himself. I was like, and I got to do an interview with this press with you, and you haven't seen it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some people feel that if they watch it, they become too aware of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like... How can you know what you're doing right. unless you right. unless you see it as an audience I, member? I, yeah, I don't get it either. But I I think I have a good third eye. I just, that's why I call it, you know. Yeah. Which is why I went into directing last year. You know, always having that yeah. the eye toward, you know, how are you holding the space, how are you commanding the space, the scenes. Was that something you always wanted to do, directing? I you know, you go through periods of wanting it more, and then it's like, oh, it's too hard. <laughs> it's too hard to get this happening. <laughs> you, know? you know, you just go back to your comfort zone. So it just sort of fell into my laps, and I enjoyed it. And I really liked the editing process. I thought that would bore me to. Tears. I've never heard anyone say that. Really? Yeah, I mean, because it's so. It's, oh, I bet no. I but you've it. been acting for so long yeah. that it's. Ver- I assume it would be very interesting for you to see that. Part yeah. of the process. Yeah, very... Um, Were you ever like, oh, no, almost... she's not going to like that take. Don't use that take. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> or you could, you could almost, like you have the movie as you're acting it, then as you're directing it, and then you can, you can massage it in the editing room sometimes and just move things around and create a whole nother thing. I guess Hopefully, that's true. if you have the good bones <laughs> to work with. It always feels so stressful to me because I think there... You know, there's an infinite number of possibilities for the way that this could turn out. How do you know what the right path is? I know. That's the stressful part, especially since I'm a person who likes options, you know, (laughs) as opposed to just make a decision and go with it. Yeah. I mean, that's how I like to perform. You know, well, let's try with this note. Let's try this note. Let's try this tone. Mm. Let's not all play the same instrument and the same note, you know, which I think is what a scene is about. But it's easy to get caught up in yeah. that, you know, directing the uh, the actor. He may pick if someone's got a strong personality, you pick up their momentum and tone. And it's like, no, 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 no. We can't occupy the mm-hmm. same space, you know. Yeah. What do you do? Do you have an idea of what your directing style is yet? Uh, let's see. Don't be afraid to admit you don't know it all. Appreciate definitely, you know, all the other, you know, craftsmen in the lane that they occupy. Yeah. And just let your actors feel as if they are everything, that they are absolutely divine perfection (laughs) in a room. (laughs) So that they're not afraid to do fall on their face or ass or anything else for you yeah so because you know, so you're there for them it's important for you to make them as comfortable as absolutely possible. the i mean that's who's inspired me that's when i felt the best 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Because as an, I think as an actor, you're you're really vulnerable, and it's really about like laying yourself bare. You know, really yeah. being available to the character, to the director, to their condescent, you know, mm-hmm. to them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> to being judged, to being, oh, no, 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 that's not right. That's not right. That's not enough. You know, yeah. it's, ugh. you know, it can be, you know, frightful, mean, you know. So if you, uh, you know, just coax them along, make them feel just really genuinely comfortable. Like they can't make a mistake. They're everything. And the people will give you all they got. You played so many characters that are so strong. Mm-hmm. Do you always feel that way? I mean, when you're do you do you find yourself in a situation where you're working with someone and you feel you don't? You're yeah. Like, well, how am I going to bring that? To, how I am I going to fake so. that today? Yeah. Oh, you got to just fake it. You just got to bring. <laughs> you know, I remember uh, you know uh, working with uh, Kathy Bates. So that's oh, yeah. what comes to mind when we did Coven and my first scene. You know, going to New Orleans, love New Orleans, going on this. I watched show. that season. I, okay. And I watched it. What, what was it? the third season? All, you know, these actors have been together, their little family, and I'm coming down here. Oh, great role, wonderful. And my first scene is with. Kathy, Kathy Bates, you know, <laughs> who I was, you know, just had such, you know, respect for seeing her, you know, on Broadway before Misery and all that yeah. even took place. I mean, she was just the, the man on Broadway. No, she was a woman on Broadway. And uh, so, I mean, knees really shaking. But thankfully, it was in the 1800s. I had a big old skirt on. <laughs> <laughs> Petticoats. You really couldn't see it. Yeah. You know, bring some attitude and, you know. But she couldn't have been nicer. She couldn't have been nicer. But it, you know, it's just respect, I think. It's just respect, regard. Same feeling I had working with Meryl Street. Oh my gosh. You know, you're sitting there, hair and makeup, and you're like, I got this scene with her. And she's like, oh, I was so nervous to be working with you. And you're like, what? Surely you lie. <laughs> but, I, but tell me more lies. <laughs> tell me more lies. You make me feel so good. I mean, it's, 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 it's comforting in a way to hear that, you know, as, as much amazing work as you've done, that you still have those, you still have those moments mm-hmm. where you still feel like, oh, I'm, I'm a brand new performer and this is fresh and this is new and I'm nervous and, you know, I think it's nice. It's great, yeah. Do you think don't it's... Don't take it for granted. Don't like, oh, I've seen this, done this, whatever. I, I hate that. You know, <laughs> I just love show up on the set, on the room, and, and as long as you can keep the, you know, the wonder and the enthusiasm and the first love business about it mm. all. Was that, did, were you always that way? Or did you have to learn to be that way in, for this business? Oh, no, I think, I think I am that, I think I am that way. You know, there's, you know, you grow up, you, you go to movies, watch television, whatever. And, you know, you have your folk you admire and idols. And of course it was always, are they nice? Are they nice? You know, and you're so disappointed when they're not. <laughs> oh, so disappointed. But um, we know I you're talking about Morgan you, Freeman. You know what? <laughs> He's kidding. <laughs> you going? He's get been on it. the podcast. It's okay. Yeah. He's been on the podcast. <laughs> oh, he was so sweet. He, he, he is. I um, you know, working in London has fallen. He was. I was nervous to to work with him also because I remember I did this play on Broadway and he was on the board and he came. I was doing the Scottish play, a Scottish play, Macbeth, with, I could say that here, we're not in the theater. We're not in the theater, you're good to say it here. I don't have to (laughs) spit and turn around three times. Um, 
And uh, so he came to opening night, and he, I think he was a friend of Alex. And I remember he was eating grapes, you know, <laughs> our grapes <laughs> off the table, standing right next to my dressing room. And, uh, you know, you just come off stage. You just bared your soul. you just like the queen of stage. She had, I mean, yeah. just crying, just giving it up. And you just, I mean, you got to say something. Yeah, sure. You know, in the theater, you got to say I saw you up there. You know, you gotta <laughs> say something. You can't say nothing. <laughs> you know, and of course, an actor will hear that and he'll be like, oh, you liked me. Yeah, and yeah. he'll say, yeah, I, you were up there on the stage. <laughs> he said nothing. What? I was just like, ooh, ooh, I was so, I was like, he's from the theater. He, <laughs> he knows protocol. better. He knows better. <laughs> You found oh, out later that like, grapes weren't seedless, and he was busy. Right. He was hungry. It was a long show, that, that Scottish play. So I was like, mm. But then, so, you know, years yeah. pass, and now I'm working with him, and I was like, eating those grapes. And I came in, and he couldn't have been nicer. He's sitting to the left of me. He's singing songs all day long. Just a humming, just a going, just a bop, you know, because a lot yeah. of time waiting around on the set. And uh, I don't think he remembers. <laughs> he don't remember it at all. Uh, <laughs> but he couldn't have been warmer, funnier, you know, lovelier. That's why you got to show up with grapes and ignore Morgan Freeman the whole time. <laughs> like, no, these grapes are really good. You do get a second chance to make a first. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you? Per- what do you prefer? Do you prefer? Do you prefer the the bigness of the theater? Or- I love theater. I love theater. Yeah, I, uh, my husband and I, Courtney B. Vance. Yes, yes, he's crushing it right now. Into people versus oh OJ. Is he not killing the game? The first three episodes last yeah, night. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. I love him. Oh, Courtney, yeah, he's, he's my he's favorite of the Law and Orders. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen and you've seen every Law and Order. Uh, well, I've seen. Well, not every Law and Order, regular Law and Order. Once Sam Waterston left, I was like, I can't keep up with regular Law and Order anymore. <laughs> and then once D'Onofrio left. Ooh, was, was he not like, crazy when that started? Uh, You're like, wait a minute. I can't get this crazy Law and Order. He was his own Dutch angle, Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> like, he would show up and he'd lean. <laughs> oh, I'm busy. I was like, I'm trying to do that. I'm like, yeah. Oh, God, that went to my head. It yeah. was like... <laughs> He was in, oh god! He and then when he started everything. having that like when he would like miss weeks of taping and because he was like exhausted from he said he was you know they said he was exhausted from the acting on that show I'm like well if you're doing that every fucking second <laughs> of course you're gonna be exhausted your blood's not flowing correctly <laughs> right. you're always half leaning do you ever watch Criminal Intent I did not watch Criminal Intent oh Ooh, get on I the was, bandwagon I was, I was such but a... after a while you know like an itch yeah yeah <laughs> it yeah. began to satisfy yeah it's good yeah. yeah. I, oh, I didn't. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I, anyway, sorry. I, catch all <laughs> I know. Yeah, Courtney was in. I just court, went off court on a, rooms of that. Yeah, in I just went off on, on a B Vance. Uh... Yeah, like, after, like the first week, he was no longer Carver in the courtroom. Right, right, right. Did not realize. Yeah, he spent knew too much everything. Time. The yeah. answer to yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know. he so now he, he gets to play out his uh, his courtroom <laughs> theatrics. Yeah, that's so nice. So you guys have been good. Married since like ninety seven, yeah, forever. That's fantastic, <laughs> is it? It is fantastic. <laughs> it is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because He's it just cool. you know I, I, I'm getting married in August. Oh, and uh, no, no, yeah. yeah. 
just got married. I did. Oh, thank you. A few months ago. Congratulations. And you know, in a in a in a town in a business that seems a little mercurial, and you know, obviously because people travel, they get mm-hmm. stuck on different jobs. That can be difficult. And like to see someone maintain a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, for almost for twenty years is really. It's in, it's in, it's nice. It's inspiring, and it also makes you feel like, oh, it's possible. People, it's possible. People can do it. Find the right one. Mm-hmm. Find the right one. How did you know? How did you know? You know what I appreciated about him is that he was so supportive and good to everybody, to people. You know, um, <laughs> I guess he gets that from his mom. I mean, she's like the same way. If she comes to visit, I mean, she lives with us now, but. If, if he says, oh, I got to get up and change the sprinklers at 4 a.m., I'll be like, good luck with that. Like, I'll get up with you, hon. And she's, you know, but he's that. He's yeah. there, you know, to support you, rah-rah, cheer you. And uh, he, don't get, he don't get tired. He ain't, he ain't lazy. He always, he's, uh, he always he's wore great. a Breitling on that show. I remember his watch. I don't know. I like that was my it's... first Christmas gift. You're <laughs> shitting me. No, I'm not. I always remember that watch. That's I was what like, that's a wanted. good watch. That's what I... well, it was I... that exact watch. Yeah, well Ray Brightly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> good eye. Wow. Man. Wow. You are good amazing. eye. Wow. Yeah. My well weird done. nerdiness for watches <laughs> and procedurals has really come. Together <laughs> it's here. come together. You see that, mom? Uh, <laughs> it wasn't that? wasted time. But that's but that's a good. I mean, what you're saying right now, I think, is is for anyone who's who's met a guy that they like, ask if they have a good relationship with their mom. If they mm-hmm. have a good relationship with their mom, that's just you're just saying that because you have a good relationship with your mom. <laughs> yeah, but so, does, so does Courtney. Has sounds like he's got a good relationship he, with his mom. He, he, he does. See, it's important. Very, very it's, good. That's good. It's good. I'm not saying it's not possible. Well, OJ had a great relationship oh, with his mother. Oh. All right, okay. Well, I don't know if you know oh, this, but right. he wrote gracious. three letters. Huh? Right. Okay, so there's some holes. There's some there's holes. Some holes. <laughs> good relation and narcissism intersect. Oh, my God. So, like everything, it's not always. Yeah, yeah. It's, not always. it's not a steadfast rule. It doesn't yeah, apply to yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. It's not gravity. No, but but you know what though? Okay, so no, but that's you, not going to. You can say of, most of the time. No, but he was a, in many cases. But he was a, he was a star athlete. I think being a star athlete like screws with people's brains. No, I, I mean, think him being you... a football player and getting CTE screwed <gasps> with his brain. Is is that for sure? That's is that what, for sure. That's sure? what. That's the new. I mean, that's the new theory. Scared the hell out of me that movie. Oh yeah, of course. I was like, I ain't got hit in the brain. What uh-huh. is my problem? <laughs> <laughs> What's my problem? Sometimes? I played I played three years in high school as a nose guard. I'm like, oh god, what is going on in my head? That could explain a lot. Could explain a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you could just go home and go, honey, I figured out what it is. I get hit in the You know what? Lot. Tell my therapist next week. Guess what? <laughs> just solved the, the problem for you, buddy. Uh-huh. Hit in the head. No, where's my money? I'm going to make him pay you. So you were born in New York. Yes. Born in New York City. And then you moved Harlem. to St. Petersburg, moved Florida. Moved to Winston-Salem. Winston-Salem. Yeah, because my sister is like 15 months younger than I, so... Moved to Winston, my father's sister on Golden, mm-hmm. and she was like her name, Golden <laughs> oh. person. And uh, after about after four years, I guess you know, mom, dad split up. Mom gone, you know. She went to New York. All of her siblings went to New York right after twelfth grade. You know, right yeah. out of high school, uh-huh. and did her thing, rough, whatever. Had her time. Met my dad. Then she went on back home. Stopped in North Carolina. Picked me up. Kept going. <laughs> down down to Florida. Right Guess down. what? We're still moving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do in St. Petersburg, Florida? 
Oh, not too much. I mean, but it, it I mean, it was good. Went to Bogusiega High School, Daytona Beach. You know, girl, I mean, not Daytona, distant. That's what it was, distant. Daytona Beach was the other <laughs> side of a, the state. Trying to get a much better uh, location. Uh, you know, um, let me see. Grew up, walked across the street, hopped the fence. Hey, go to first, second, third, sixth grade. You know, <laughs> you know it was easy. Then, you know, seventh grade, they started bussing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get on the bus and then you're going way across town with all kinds of folk, you know, mm-hmm. white flight. <laughs> I look back at my little, you know, yearbook and it's like, oh, I remember her. But you remember these faces, all these these faces. It was only a seventh grade class um, uh, when they when they bus me across town, this little school, little middle school or something. The mm-hmm. idea of middle school um, was only seventh grade. So it was small and, you know, it it we were kids, so we were lovely. Now they were having problems in high school. People were bringing dogs and you know <laughs> brass knuckles and all kind of frightening things. And principals who were sergeants and armies uh, and keeping people straight. And we were like, oh, you know, I don't want to fight. <laughs> Did that, um, but it, it was it was interesting. And uh, so you and also I was involved in a you know an enrichment summer weekend program uh, called Upward Bound. Yeah. At the local college there, Eckert College, and and there was a teacher who, well, a director of the program who came through one year, and he saw something in me. You know, when you have people who speak into your lives, and it makes just you know a world of difference. Because I grew up with, you know, single mom who, like I said, she headed to New York and was like a hospital aide. You know, mm. <laughs> you know that's what she qualified to to do she hadn't gone to college gone to college herself my aunt golden had she was you know that one who every summer take some courses go back to school go back to work every summer take until she just on and on and on to the doctorate oh, degree wow. so i had these you know that one who's in there working hard making you know getting a dollar out of yeah. 10 cent you know and and this aunt who's sending us the kids her straight A's, you know, yeah. as uh, inspiration. So they were just two wow. very inspirational women in my life. Well, so what was it, what happened in the Upper Bound program? Um, what I it was like kids from the neighborhood, friends. You know, we would well, we would party. We get to spend uh-huh. six weeks on a college campus away <laughs> from <laughs> mom, and it was about you know sprinklers went on at like twelve fifteen, um, but the parties <laughs> over in your dorm. And, <laughs> So it was a lot of mystery and intrigue yeah. and stealth and maneuvers, you know, you know, across the campus and, you know, climbing out of windows and that sort of thing. But, you know, good, good, good fun. Not too dangerous. Sure. Not, not not trying to do anything that would, you know, change your life too radically when you've got dreams. <laughs> what, what, what were your dreams? What were your dreams? When you're dreaming at that mm. point, when you're daydreaming at that point and going, ah, this is what I want from my life. What was it? Oh my gosh! Other than like marrying somebody from one of the brothers from the Jackson Five, um, it was, it was Tito, wasn't it? <laughs> you remind me of Tito. So rugged, I'll take that handsome. as a compliment. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, I mean it is one. But um, it, I mean, it was my mother's dream. You're going to college. Because she hadn't, and she, you know, she was like, you know, she made season D, so she was always constantly on my sister and I, and it was like, you come home, mom, oh, yeah. oh, let me have my compelling argument, okay, it's not an A, it's not a B, it's a C, C is average, but I don't have average kids, so it was like, oh, you know, 
You know how you sort of get a a spanking, Mm -hmm. but you kind of feel good about it. I'm not average. So that changes the way you perceive yourself and think. Don't settle for average or mediocrity. Mm, It's a heavy mantle to bear, but (laughs) bear it, you must. And, uh, I mean, she would sit you down for hours and hours and hours at that little, you know, linoleum floor and little... You know, fake wood <laughs> kitchen table. You're like, Lord, why did I not behave? This is going to be a five-hour talk to. <laughs> She's going to bore you into straightening up. Oh, yes, yes. Do you know what pot is? <laughs> <laughs> why, do you want no, some? Do you know I what, mean, no, do you know what grass is? It's like, <laughs> enough that stuff out there. My cousin Connie gave me grass, and I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground. A hole in the ground? Is that that? <laughs> you know, but... Uh, she was she was wonderful, but she wanted my sister and I to uh, go to college. She didn't know where. She didn't care where. Except when I got into Mount Holyoke, and she said, "You know, Angela, there's two kind of lesbians." She's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Ma, born and made." <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Hey, yeah, those are some wise words. Uh, yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah. My mom knew more than I gave her credit for. It's like I guess I'm going to Yale. <laughs> ah, they gave me the scholarship. I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. Yeah. So you still managed to? I mean, it sounds like you still managed to have some fun in high school, but somehow you were able to focus and get into Yale. Mm-hmm. What was because the- I just get right up to the edge of fun, tip no. over, yeah, and then pull it back. No, <laughs> yeah, I did. You know, I did a little theater in high. Well, there was only one theater in high school, St. Pete Little Theater. So I was like, oh, let me go. I mean, I really want to go out for the little play, but and that meant that there were rehearsals every night. But then my friends were over at Eckerd College. Uh. Of course, I only had four lines in the play, but my mom didn't know that. <laughs> you know. My rehearsal was over pretty quickly. Then it was like, hey, swing by, pick me up, go hang out at the college with a little college boyfriend for an hour, have me home by midnight. You know, we're only going so far. Yeah. 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 You have a lot of energy when you're it's young to do stuff. When you're a kid, you can do that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you, could, you, can be, you can be up at four o'clock in the morning and start your day again. Mm. What, how, what type of, what type, what parenting skills do you think you took from that? Like, what, how did that inform you I, as a parent? I, 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 I... Oh, Lord. My mom was a little bit dramatic herself, I think, you know. <laughs> she always wanted to be a singer. So she was dramatic. She's funny. She, I mean, she, her whole family is just her siblings. There's four of them, two boys, two girls. But And when they're together, they were just hysterical seeing them together. Just funny. Um, but she could be loud. And so I think that's part of what I take. And I have to say, okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. I jump on the soapbox. I explain everything. I wish I could just, because I said so, you know. Yeah. Right. Or or um, my kids are in Boy Scout, Girl Scouts, and so they go to different places, like, you know, a little uh, nursing home or something sure. like that. And the head, she, she'd say, all right, girls, there are going to be some things you'll see and smells you'll smell. <laughs> Get your face right and go <laughs> and through the door. And they would just, I mean, little words, straight to the point, fix your face. <laughs> and you don't have to say anything else. Me, I feel like I have to over, I over explain yeah. things. Right. But you catch yourself doing it. Yeah. I try to be cool and give you leeway. 
until you just take too, until they take too much advantage, then I go off. But, but in a controlled way, in a I know what I'm doing way, because I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. So I, I really, I just put the melodrama on it sometimes. <laughs> You're putting the craft into the parent. That's great. <laughs> Why are y'all getting along? Oh, I will throw a fork <laughs> down and walk away from the table. Do you fake cry to make your kids I, feel bad? They're real tears, but <laughs> it's, it's manufactured it's emotion. It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's performance art. But they don't know that. They don't know that. Yeah. And I know I have the advantage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh. I do. It's not fake cry. <laughs> God, I wonder how many moms do that. I feel like, <sighs> and then they just get to the end. They just slam the door, and then just they, uh, they're mm. on the other side of the door, just looking to see if it had any effect. <laughs> Your family should give you some kind of an award. I mean, try, play this piano. Get that lesson done. You wouldn't do it. I, uh, that's all. Let's just quit. Let's just give up. Let's just walk out the front door, slam it. Oh, my mom, come back. All right. All right. <laughs> you have to be very careful. Oh, so, I know it's terrible. Do you know why? Then you're looking for a girl just like you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant. Oh, and then I have to back up and say, don't be manipulated by the games women play. See, I got to, I got to get <laughs> him straight it. with that. You can flip it. I got to, yeah. I just mean, don't want that. If don't you want that, be smart. Don't you can unload a smart. You can you know, we both play games. You can unload I'm glad you're not in a fixed gear for all that backpedaling you have to do. <laughs> <laughs> you can unload a performance on your kid, and they can go, no. I think that was from What's Love Got to Do With It. And you're like, damn it! <laughs> like, you don't know what's still floating around right. in your head that was in, a, that was in a, a movie that you did. Does it just, when you finish a project, does it just leave your brain? Because you're so living in the moment when you're doing it? Does it do you- After a few months, maybe. With that, with What's Love, that took a while. I mean, I was sounding like I was living in, you know, London or <laughs> Switzerland or wherever she was from for a couple of minutes. <laughs> you know, and, and had her laugh. It affected yeah. her laugh and that sort of thing. So it, it stayed on me for a while. It took a while to, you know, go through my system, process through the system. Wow. I mean, a movie like that feels like kind of like a trial by fire. Or it's like you're playing mm-hmm. someone who's still very much alive, mm-hmm. who is aware of what you're doing, mm-hmm. who is one of the greatest performers That's in the right. history. Best Folk legs in the business. Seen her. Yeah. And still. Yeah. And you. Yes. <laughs> right. Still. I remember the directory. I mean, <laughs> I was like, you cannot have the camera on the legs. <laughs> and he went and he got a, a, a dancer from Las Vegas. And, and now the director was from London. And he he was. European, as in white, mm-hmm. and the dancer he got, she was black, but she was, as we say, high yellow. Uh-huh. So then you have to put on, then they put on two pair of gray stockings. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, girl, make that money. Yeah, just cash that check. That's their ignorance, you know. They want to put a camera. You can't, a dance performance, you have to see yeah. the feet, the leg in relation to the hole. But yeah. at one point, they wanted to go there, but then they cast someone whose legs are your color. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, mm. well, that was the least of it. That was the least of it. <laughs> Tina has a high butt. You have a, it was like, oh, oh Lord, wow. you have a baby girl. <laughs> and if you, you know, the, you just had to, as we say, uh, you know, just. When, when, let some of the Pick battles, battles go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was that, dis- to win the was that war. disappointing though? I mean, like, you think, you know, you get this role and it's like a f- breakout role, and you, th- 
I'm sure you must be thinking, well, this everything could change. This could take me down mm-hmm. this path that I want to mm-hmm. go down. And then you're dealing with shit like that. And does it was that part not what you expected? Was it disappointing? Well, at that point, I was so so. I mean, it was like the first big role breakout. But you know, you're still you know new to LA. You know, still auditioning. Every experience is wonderful. I mean, you've never been in a position where you're you're number one and you calling all shots and producing whatever yeah. happened. You know, it was none of that. So it was all fresh. It was like, and every day was difficult. It had its difficult because it was like physically draining. You know, up at five, you're training for about, you know, four hours. And, you know, you're dancing for 10 and you're eating chicken and string beans. I mean, and not no luxury of sitting at a table to do it, you know? Um, so it was just at black coffee, you're driving, you know, you get stopped by police because you're, you know, your emotions are just right on the edge. And then you're like, I I fell asleep at the wheel going home. Can I please have a driver? Oh yeah. I mean, you didn't know what you could ask for. All you know is that you're going to, you know, attack the work and you're happy to do it. It's just crazy every day. You know, your body hurts, you know, you're emotionally fraught. I remember 17 hours of the, when he knocks her over the back Mm -hmm. of the couch and drags her down the hallway and the little baby boy sees it with his trunk and turns around and he's crying. Alan's off camera crying. But, you know, just set because there was a stunt girl Ugh. in there for some of it. But, I mean, you don't know. You go for it. Ah! I said, I'm going to have an aneurysm at the 17 straight hours of just giving it all you got emotionally. Take to take to take to take. Had you ever experienced anything like that before? No, never. You know, on stage, it's what, two and a half. Right. <laughs> <laughs> two and a half, and then you walk by Morgan Freeman right. eating grapes. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you do. <laughs> so how did you feel coming out of that? Did you feel like, uh, boy, I don't, I don't hope I don't have to do that again? Or, well, that was exhilarating? Or Yeah, it was exhilarating. Well, how did I, I? Okay, I absolutely felt, wow, that was, the mo- that was the most difficult thing I've ever done. And I said there was life before was love and life after love. <laughs> after love is great. But I, I, I knew that I, I, that it would Doing, being called upon to do something that difficult that called on everything, yeah. you know, it, it wasn't going to be like every job after that, and and it hasn't been, and it's been okay. But it also let me know that when I need to, I can I show up and through the fire and give it up. So it made me feel good about who I had grown to be. You yeah. know, because people say, oh, you know, someone else would stay in their trailer and not. I was like, I can't stay in my yeah. trailer. We got to get out here and get this done. You know, forget that. You know, forget that little ego. Were you yeah. able to do that? You were able to do yeah. that? Oh, yeah. But I said, now, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say a prayer first. <laughs> OK, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> That's all I need. Let me just say a thank you. All right. Get me through this day. OK. And now. Wow. Whatever, you, whichever way you twist and turn me, let's go. So, and then I have a great co-star, you know, that I could depend on. So as crazy as it got, we were, you know, with Lawrence and Shy and Vanessa Bell, we were all we were in it together, especially with Lawrence by my side. Mm. Coming off a, I mean, an iconic role like that, and then you got nominated. You get nominated for Academy yeah, Award too, like yeah. and you're f- right away. Yeah, yeah. How how do you keep your how do you keep your head grounded through all that without 
going, oh, is this what happens all the time? Or what if this never happens again? Like, how, what are you thinking at that point? I don't know. It's five in the morning. You've been up with your, <laughs> your friend all night waiting for, like, what's going to happen? I remember, you know, my friend who I was with, and he was like, ah, they were screaming. Then the phone started ringing. To this day, I don't cut the ring on on the phone yeah. because it just was, you know, never ending. And uh, But I remember going, oh, going Soda Voce. You know, like, oh, my gosh. You know, you just, you, you know, you couldn't believe it. Just, I mean, from single mom, sister, growing up in the projects, Florida, St. Pete, no mentor, you know, that sort of thing. But, and just scratching, just making it to this place. It was, you know, it was pretty, it was just awesome. You couldn't be but humbled. You couldn't be like, this going to happen all the time. And couldn't get, you just didn't feel cocky like that. You know? wow. Did you ever feel the weight of being a role model for people? Not for people, but for, I mean, maybe. Maybe for your kids you're lying to it. by crying fakely? <laughs> <laughs> maybe for them? Yeah. <laughs> or the mom who's like so tough, or the auntie who's over there, yeah. you know, with the straight A's, you know, you know, just want to, you know, make your family proud. Yeah, but everything that you described, I mean, your life before that. You said growing up in the projects, going mm-hmm. to St. Pete, going back to New York. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, there, there were... All... I mean, people were invested. That, that teacher from Upward Bound who was there at that program in Florida, he was, you know, I think he was, he was in the armed forces, so he was just there for that one year. And then, you know, he, uh, you know, sent me to, you know, chose me to go to Washington for this other, like, presidential classroom for young Americans. First time I'm out of St. Pete, you know, you know other than, you know, once in Salem. But... To, to travel alone to D.C. and be in a room with kids from, you know, different countries and cultures. It was just exposure. And it was like any, he could have chosen anyone. So you come back to Florida. He's gone. I have maybe two, two more years of high school, two or three more years of high school. Um, and then my mother gets a, a letter just at that appointed time when you're trying to decide what college to go to and he's like dear miss bassett tell angela to apply to yale harvard I, he could have he was on with his life you know oh wow somewhere else but he he said i remember this you know yellow 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 paper and just these seven colleges that she should apply to and it was like wow somebody's watching you you know and you know dropping things into your life so I mean, a lot so that's yeah. why i applied to yale Wow. And whoops, what? <laughs> Up jump spring, I got in. <laughs> <laughs> what was that day like, getting an acceptance letter to uh, Yale? An, again, Soda Voce. Oh, my God. <laughs> and my mother was like on the, you know, she had like a day bed. My sister and I had the bedroom, so mm-hmm. she loved day bed in this little area. And she was on her stomach just like kicking her hands and feet and like, ah! you know. And I was like, oh, I got to go. Smart <laughs> folk up there. Well, if I go for a year, I went. <laughs> you know, for a year, we'll see. Yeah. Wow. But um, yeah. So what happens? Once- I didn't think I could be. I mean, it was like kids who went to uh, what school was that? Choate and Exeter and what? What is that? Oh, oh, yeah. oh What my the God. heck? Your daddy do what? Oh, you That's got a daddy. Funny. Oh, you know. <laughs> Nice. I got one too. I know I must have one too somewhere. But uh, so it was a little intimidating. Like you say, do you put on the face? You put on the face, yeah. 
You stand in front of that, that mirror in your room and you self talk. You talk to yourself. And I did, you know, literally just look in the mirror. What are you going to do? It's hard, right? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's kind of schizophrenic, but, you know, I don't I just self talk. I don't think it's, I don't think it is. I mean, to me, it sounds like you're, uh, you're vocalizing these mm-hmm. thoughts and emotions and you're, you you have your, talking to yourself mm-hmm. the way you need someone strong to, yeah talk. exactly yeah. i don't think there's anything wrong with about that, that at all that no not at all okay. i've done that before where you're just kind of like you focus and you're like you need to do this you know you got to talk to yourself mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. i always say you're such an idiot <laughs> well that's a problem yeah. <laughs> interesting because i think your brain will your brain ultimately will start to believe whatever you tell it that's oh, what i tell my kids too because they are like i can't do it i said you know what if you just say you know this is difficult you know this is interesting or something don't say you can't because if you say you can't you won't you won't be able to yeah you know, everything will work to make you honest. You know, it won't work to make you a liar. Yeah. I can't do it. It's like, no, you're going to succeed. Yeah. But if you say you can't, you know, you, you give up, you give in, you won't be able to accomplish. I hate when they say they can't do anything before they even try it. Yeah. But that's got to be as a parent. When you see some when you see two creatures that you care about more than anything in the world. I'm, I just feel so bad for my mom. I know there were so many times where she was like, you need to do this. And I'm like, you don't know what you're talking. And I look back oh. and I go, I was a moron. I didn't know. I didn't know. Like, uh-huh. how, do you, how do you help them without, have, without forcing them sometimes? Because like, they have to make the choice they ultimately, right? Do. I don't know. I grapple with that. Yeah. But this world is so, it's just like so different than when we mm. grew up, you know? Yeah. It was just some, <laughs> some sanity, some simplicity, you know? We had the two-way party line. I don't yeah. know, you know? Yeah. No internet. <laughs> it was a lot easier. You call waiting into this. You wait your turn. Call. I'm talking to somebody and it's taking four hours. Sorry, the line's busy. <laughs> uh. you, oh, I'm listening to somebody breathe. <laughs> just be on the phone listening to him breathe. You still there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Watch TV together. Now, it's, it's just too many distractions. So you say you did, you did not know your father. Um, I didn't really. Well, he did come down to Florida, I think, when I was in ninth grade. He yeah. came down for, uh, you know, a, well, Father's Day or something like that or Labor Day or, or something like that. And uh, and then I saw him again when I was in college and I went to New York because he lived in New York. So I would go over for a weekend and I would like always like charge this number, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the least. You know? <laughs> oh, I thought it was the least. Yeah. <laughs> well, well be... literally is the least. Yeah. <laughs> um. So a little bit, I you know, um, I, I don't, I don't, and then he passed away my freshman year in my first year in in um in grad school, and I remember Kate Burton took me. She she was like one of the few people had a car, so she drove me to New York to the hospital where where he was. So I got to see him, and then when I got back, he had passed that weekend. Yeah, the an- right. aneurysm. So, um, you know, I don't fault him. I think he was wonderfully. You know, talented person. You know, maybe wasn't the best father. You know, yeah. like have a 
good clue with that, you know, yeah. or that just didn't work out. But um, he's have a how come I'm here. So it was like, you know, sitting at the funeral. Tap, 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 tap. Yes. Oh, this is your sister, Lisa. Oh. Uh. Like, oh. my older half-sister's like, ah. Oh. And I'm like, look, use it. You know, uh-huh. that's when being an actress comes in handy. Ooh, this is ripe for mining emotion. Yeah. What are you going to do? Make it good for something. So you're... You're, it sounds like you're really amazing at adapting. Ah, you think? Well, everything that you've described. I mean, okay. the fact that okay. the fact that you have that kind mm. of a healthy response to mm. having a father that wasn't around, being Ooh. at the funeral, having the presence of mind, getting from New York to Winston-Salem to St. Yes. Petersburg yes. back to New York. Yes. Going from the projects, going to Yale, fitting. like you. It sounds like you adapt. Done a great deal of adapting. Wow. That's what your therapist would say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what he would say about you. Yeah, that's Matt's what I'm therapist saying. would say, yeah, Angela Bassett really adapts. You should be like her. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't say that about Matt. Because I've never had therapy. <laughs> I don't just want to talk to nobody that long. Deeply. Well, that's one, a podcast one way. That's a podcast Well, you now. know. <laughs> you're, together. You, you're adaptive. Good. Good. Does that never occur to you? Mm-mm, never. I just I thought I was half glass full. Ah, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No matter what, you're able mm-hmm. to just make stuff okay. Oh, gosh. I try. But then, you know, you, you, I'm like, should I take this one or that one? Or maybe this one? Or maybe that one? Someone said, did you have a really, <laughs> like, controlling mother? <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little. made it. You know, sometimes you felt like, let me, well, let me manage these emotions. Uh-huh. Ah, it's all right. It's all right. It's good. It's good. You know, so what is it? Maybe that was a part of it. So too much choice is not good. And being the oldest. Too much choice is not good. The oldest, you know. Uh So I think you, you know, you have that mantle where you have to, you know, you're the first, the first to come through and succeed. You know, a lot of expected. When you, oh, so two questions. Mm. First one being. So the phone rings. It's they announced that you're nominated for an Academy Award. Mm. Your first film and then what happens from that point up to the oscars like is it is it just beyond anything it is i mean it is a crazy month it is go 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 phone ringing off the hook loud flowers you know Mm. just you know just a learning curve you know big thick eyebrows i don't know what to do let's see (laughs) pretty dresses you know you just your agent goes guess what your rate just went up this is great (laughs) this is great well even a little bit (laughs) it didn't didn't scare nobody off i'm sure Even by ha- even by double, this is gonna be all. Oh, someone did that movie for scale. <laughs> no, did I? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is a new day. Back in that day, they were a little bit more generous, I think. You know, <laughs> than Schedule F. Kind of schedule F. For I mean, reason. even even I feel like even the healthiest minded person, how can I, I, how do you navigate that? How do you navigate all that craziness? Because there's but so... But see, you know, being that, that Southern girl and, and, you know, growing up with your grandfather and your great-grandfather and going to church and choir rehearsal on Wednesday and all of that, you know, I remember the interviews like, why, thank you, Mr. Clark. <laughs> he was like, 
Nobody ever comes on, does an interview, and thank you, Mr. Dick Clark. You know, you know, and you, you just have that respect for others. You know, yeah, you know those you've seen and stuff. You know, and you just thankful to have been able to survive. You know, and get somewhere. You know, get somewhere that you dreamed of. Um, so I still try to hold on to that wonder, so that you know. And then, of course, there are times at home you're like, what's wrong? Yeah, you know, but. Not to become cynical. You know, you always want to guard yourself against that. You know, because as they say, if you love what you do, you never work a day. And I do love what I do. And I said, you know, they're, you know, you always thought they're joy stealers. <laughs> you know, when you would ask, are they nice? Are they nice? You know, you work with different people. And you, you just go, mm, just so you won't become cynical. Oh, they're joy stealers. <laughs> you know, but this is, we're not doing brain surgery. Oh. That's a great nickname for me, by the way. Joy Joy Stealer. You Joy Stealer. (laughs) But still, still, you know, loving it at the end of the day. And and I love just odd people, even the hardest ones to get along with. I try to find a way to get along with them. Neutralize it. Situation. (laughs) Neutralize. Neutralize. I love the idea of identifying (laughs) someone as a Joy Stealer because what's great about that is that it, you, you know, I feel like. It's so easy to personal. I take things personally. Mm-hmm. Go, what I do? Oh, why is it? Yeah. But if you just kind of and like, I have, and I had agent. Don't take it personal. He was like, it is personal. You don't want to. I'm a person. Pay me, my God, that's personal. <laughs> <laughs> pay me what you owe me. It's <laughs> 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 been my money. Oh, <laughs> great song. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to perform more of that song, <laughs> that would be totally fine. That would be totally fine because we got off to a good start. That's the best part. All right, that's a good, that's a good no. part. So, what do you what do you do when you start having? Because I said earlier, Matt said, "Oh, you have so many options." I go, "I think too many options is is freaky. It's too it's too overwhelming." Because how do you know? Just like with editing, how do you know? Like, so yeah. people, I'm sure, are just shoving scripts at you. And how? Do you, I mean, how do you not? You know, there are periods where, I mean, it's not that much shoving going on. You know, it's all about perception, Let me too. Just say, a lot they, of people say they, they think you work a lot. But, you know, it's as if I'm programming. So maybe the movies I've done, you know, wind up on TV or I find myself in interesting places like American Horror Story mm-hmm. or, you know, or, you know. I just want to say, if, uh, they, if they shove a Star Trek script at you. Oh, you heard about it. that? Isn't that something? Yeah, they put that. Yeah. Please. Take it. <laughs> it should be fucking great. I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Heard some some. Listen, it's steady Twitter. Work. It's great. It you kidding me? It is. You a Trekkie? Oh yeah. Oh Matt, Matt's way the, deep. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get a work over there too. So I figure if you get um, in, yeah, yeah. And then you say, hey, you know, mm-hmm. Matt, he's mm-hmm. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can write mm-hmm. it. You know, I know this joy stealer that I have <laughs> on podcast. We are missing a joy stealer no. in this writer's room, <laughs> and I have the perfect guy. <laughs> So, <laughs> there's going to be some alien race that are just joy stealers, like whatever they're around, everyone just feels like. So where'd that they rumor come from? Do we know? I, 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 you listen, I, I, somebody texted me and was like, is this true? Is this true? I don't know. He, uh, Fuller, mm-hmm. who is involved with it. Very involved. Yeah. New showrunner. And I think he just, he just float put the name it out, out there. Float the name, like see mm-hmm. how people respond, huh? You well, think? Was, what people think I was about very it. positive on Twitter, so I tried uh-huh. to help. Okay. Assuming you want it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah. we'll see. That's, uh, you know, I've had that kind of talk, talk, talk before. But mm-hmm. before it was like like written in ink in the Hollywood Reporter. It was like, oh, mm. oh, Storm. 
Well, I didn't know any <laughs> about, but you said, mm, okay, well, y'all get it together and come back right. Yeah, and then it takes a whole, it goes a yeah. whole another way. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. Well, they didn't, write, they didn't write Storm very well in the movies. She's a lot better in the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, like the, the, she's like the leader of the X-Men, mm-hmm. like in the comics, but in the movie, she's like. They fell down. They <laughs> fell down. That's why you need to be a starship captain. That's what I'm uh-huh. saying. And well, take like Captain No Lower Rank. Running please. shit. I, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty. They <laughs> <laughs> come at you with Chief Engineer, say no. Uh, no. 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 You, are the, okay. you are a Federation no Captain. No, you don't want okay. that. You don't want to be Chief Engineer. No. LeVar Mm-mm. did that already. We got, we, got, we got it. We got it. We got a great Chief Engineer already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you made the oh, visor. Oh, yeah. She made the visor yeah. hand. She knows what's up. You know, I think, you know, don't take Admiral either. Mm-hmm. Why? I think we all learned that lesson from Captain Kirk. All right. When he got promoted to Admiral, he was very sad. And he had to he get demoted back down to Captain. Mm-hmm. So he got demoted to Captain, and that was the greatest thing. You're as obsessed with, as Matt is obsessed with Star Trek? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Big kid. I love it. How do you see each... Do you kind of see each project as its own organism, and you just figure out how you fit into it? Or do you feel like, ah, there's something I could really do with, like... Like what excites you? I I love when I get excited. And sometimes it can be very visceral, or sometimes you re- read a script and it's like, mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm just I'm just uh, uh, I'm bored. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but I love when I get excited and just a little in the pit of the stomach, just a, a little frightened, like just a little bit scared, you know? Because it 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 should be. It's not a walking apart. Like I got this. I know ex- exactly how I'm going to do this. I like when there's a little bit of trepidation you know parts unknown and yeah mm-hmm. hmm. parts unknown Most like deep space missions yeah you got it you got it interesting <laughs> i'm sorry i just really need that to come back to television i mean listen we're talking about it now so stranger things have happened mm-hmm. that we've talked about on the podcast and then they somehow magically you're welcome x-files they magically materialize <laughs> it came back is that it, what it you talked back. about the return listen we got a hashtag going on Twitter, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, I can't. We can't take full credit. No, for we that. won't. Obviously, they were in Not talks full. before that. I mean, okay. come on. Okay, they had a show. But if we, if there was a hashtag, uh-huh. oh yes, Christopher, if there was a hashtag, Captain Angela Bassett, twenty sixteen. <laughs> I mean, we need a shorter hashtag. <laughs> I think that would that's uh, that's Beset Trek. Beset Trek. Oh! <laughs> no one's gonna know how to. Beset. Beset Trek. Beset. You know the two, yeah. Beset all right, all right, all right. It sounds so good, but no one can spell it. I get it. You know what? Ain't that hard. You know what? Yes. Let's make it Beset Trek. B a s s e t t r e k. You Beset Trek. Beset Trek. Yes. Beset Trek. Yes. Let's see if we can generate some support. <laughs> I'm, I'm on board. Oh, I will lead that guys. campaign. Is there a type of? Is there any type of role that you feel like you would never do? Um, I think uh, I'm open to a lot of things, but I I can't. Uh, you know, just get beaten down to the ground and it's just like no hope whatsoever, you know, yeah. uh, or or just, uh, you know, some roles I've been asked to do. I just feel as if they're a device, you know, just a device to move the story along as opposed to a, f- 
a real, a full character. Right. It just seemed, you know, it's just written, cobbled, a device, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that kind of thing. I've read, I've read interviews before where you've talked about trying to break stereotypes in Hollywood for African-American women. You know, I'm just a passionate person. I don't mind the loud, the defiant, you know, um, the resilient, mm. you know, Both that great sort of starship thing. names. The defiant. Well, that already was a ship. Avery Brooks was the captain. Oh, Avery. Yeah. <laughs> I work with him. My man, Hawk. Uh, <laughs> a man called Hawk. A man called Hawk. Oh. Yeah. Came Gosh. out to L.A. and the first job I get was with him, and I have to go back, go to Boston, go to Boston. and shoot it. Yeah, yeah. Spencer but for was good. Nice. Yep. 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 Remember that? Remember when Woody cameoed on Spencer for Hire on Cheers? I do. Anyway, really? Yeah. Ooh. It's an episode of Cheers. Don't worry about it. Um. <laughs> uh, Defiant, resilient. Wait, you were saying? Wait, I don't know. I guess when I think of uh, my mother, you know, growing, you no, know, like. Growing up in South, little pu- public school, going to Yale. You know, people have their perception of you, but to, you know, to show up, to show out, to to give your best, to not demand anything, but it's like you just can't. There are people, there's a segment of people, I think, disenfranchised or, and they are, the salt, you know, mm. they are the glue. They, you know, I root for the underdog, you know, and sometimes I feel growing up that's who I've been. So I always feel connected to rooting for the, you know, for the for the meek, the mild, the young, the vulnerable, yeah, that sort of thing. So I appreciate that in people doing it. A, a man called Hawk. I think that's yeah. one reason it went off the air because he was like an automaton. He was like, you know what I mean? You couldn't hit him. You couldn't, you couldn't trip him. You couldn't fool him. You couldn't lie to him. You couldn't kiss him. I was like, there's no kryptonite, you know? You're not real. Well, You're you not know, vulnerable. That's yeah, true. I can't even appreciate your strength because it's not juxtaposed with your vulnerability, your right. humanity. That's why you're Team Batman, not Team Superman. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I love that juxtaposition. You know, your your strength and your vulnerabilities. Mm. So you let's know? say and, you're up in a big battle. Your shields are down. Mm. You know, you got two photon torpedoes left. So you're being we attacked by you Klingons. Right now. You're being attacked by Klingons. Uh, what are you going to do? You're going to use your wits. That's what you're going to go with. <laughs> you're going to find out that I'm bored. You have a Romulan cloaking device. You have your engineer. Stop. I'm telling you. I got it all written. Don't worry. Oh, about it. my we'll God. It. The jargon. I don't know if my mind can move that Practice, quickly. The Romulan. The Romulan. Yes. Bassett Trek. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Bassett Trek. Yes. Bassett Trek. Yes. So as we're kind of wrapping this down, uh, what is, what's important to you now? Like, what is important to you in your life? My kids. Absolutely, you know that they have they are exposed they're not there that they growing up in Los Angeles and you know their mom and their dad successful that you know they just don't take for granted Willow oh. Smith. Oh. <laughs> I just uh, was choking on a... Oh, <clears throat> I, mine are not no, I just, titled. Uh, yeah. Willow, that's the problem. You know. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying. <laughs> um, you know, just the, 
stay uh, appreciative, get an education, be strong, valuable, uh, you know, individuals, you know, find their way. What that I they, not go too crazy in the process. They, go to Harvard? they talk about that. That's okay. Because <laughs> went to Harvard, he talks about that. Yeah, okay, well, go to Harvard, not just the, the, the sweater, <laughs> you know, in <laughs> the baseball cap. Like, go. <laughs> Cor- Courtney went to Harvard? Yeah. And you did. went to Yale? Mm-hmm. Oh Mixed my marriage. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Do either of you care about the football game every year? No? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, they been married since 1997. Uh, I feel like they probably <laughs> figured some great games in that period. They figured time. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't go to either school, but I had to care because I was in Boston. Do you have one? Oh, do you have one piece of wisdom? Florida was like, yeah. <laughs> one piece um, of wisdom to impart to people that say, is there a nugget of wisdom that you always loved, or something maybe your 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 grandparents told you, or something like one piece of wisdom that you picked up that you always kind of go back to? I my my uncle Charles when I came to L.A. You know, okay, I'm gonna go and give myself you know a certain amount of time, and then I'm gonna go back to New York and you know and keep at it. And I called him. I was like. I'm kind of working, kind of doing. I did a man called Hawk. I mean, it's kind of working. I'm, I'm going from stop to stop to stop. I was, like, I call myself like a one hour episodic slut. And yeah, that's when they were doing like, you know, one hour dramas yeah. in town, you know. And, um, but that's all I did, you know, dramas. And I said, and it's working. It came out. He's, don't get off a winning horse. Yeah. And it was like, got it on. Click. And it just made so much sense, you know. Um, when you're working it, stay stay in awe of it, stay humble by it, stay, you know, thankful, enjoy every, you know, experience and the wonderful people that you're meeting on the journey and um, don't get, know you can win. It's about your attitude. Don't get off a winning horse. Well, I'm so appreciative that you came here after junket stuff to come chat with us this is great. about a bunch of random stuff for an hour. And <laughs> I really, I, Deb is our booker sitting over there. I begged her to get you on. Oh. I was very, I was very excited to get you on. I just think you do such wonderful work, and you, you've managed to do it. You've just like roll after roll after roll. You know, like even playing real people or or pretend people or you know, there's just something a little extra special about you in a thing that mm. when I told people, when I, I said, oh, I'm doing a podcast. So you're doing Angela Bat. I love her. Like there's just something, there's just something that you radiate mm. that, that, mm. that makes people feel good. Good. So whatever that is, I love people. Take it onto the bridge of the divine. Uh, I love the people. People. Soil and green is people. No. no the still I'm good, sorry. though. The resilient. It's not tasty. Um, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you for and, having uh, me. And good luck with everything. London is Fallen opens March 4th. March 4th. Um, so, guys, remember, I don't know if you remember when Olympus fell. But guess what? London. <laughs> this time. London's going to fall. London. But that's okay, because Angela Bassett's there, Morgan Freeman's there, and Gerard Butler's there. Well, I mean, really, Gerard Butler, he's there to destroy everybody as a one-man army. I feel like... <laughs> you better know it. <laughs> not, not, not to spoil anything, yeah. I feel like in all of your hands, London's going to be okay when all, when all the dust settles. I feel <laughs> like London's going to be okay. I feel like London's going to be okay. It is. Uh, be enjoy right. your burrito, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. 
Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you. Like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail, or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand Drunk Elephant was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies and brands to learn the real stories of how they built them. In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity, a how-to guide for navigating life's challenges from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.